All right. As promised, I will give you the reading of Osama bin Laden's letter to America. If you listen to the podcast, I said I would do this. I just want to do the separate video. Yes, I'm not in the studio. I'm on vacation. It's Thanksgiving, baby. Sitting at the lake house. About to enjoy some turkey. That's why I'm on this Mickey Mouse rig, uh, this little travel podcast setup, if you will. Um, but as we discussed in detail, um, our opinions on Osama bin Laden's letter to America, I said I would read the entire letter in its entirety for educational purposes. It is a manifesto. It is supposed to put a um, uh, a roar in your loins, if you will. It's supposed to generate some emotion. It's a manifesto. It's a he is trying to elicit emotions out of you. So it is an emotional letter to America. You have to listen to it in its entirety. You have to listen to it in its totality to be able to form a good opinion on what it's written. I don't agree with them taking it down off from TikTok. I don't agree with them taking it down from the guardian. I don't agree. It had been at the guardian. It had been on, uh, it had been open, uh, open source, uh, open to the public since 2002. So why now they chose to do it just because a couple of Gen Z's. And again, I haven't really met any Gen Z's that are really all on board with the letter in its entirety. I think that's the media trying to stir the pot, make Gen Z look bad, look ridiculous. I don't know what the, the motives for that are. I'm not going to beat you over the death here on this. I'm just going to read the letter. If you want to hear the whole podcast, go back to our very last episode called Letter to America, oh, uh, Biden, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Bin Laden's Letter to America. This is Tansy Reed's Letter to America. And I'm sure this will probably get taken down. I mean, that's why we didn't do it, because we don't want to lose a whole podcast of us talking about it. But I think in order for us to be real adults, you have to know what you're talking about. And you have to fucking read the letter before you can make a, uh, before you can make an educated kind of a, maybe a theory or whatever just having you know have that discussion at thanksgiving dinner when you want to know i've read the letter before you start shitting on all the gen z kids at the table like don't you think you should read what they were so let's just go ahead it's long it's uh seven eight nine ten it's 12 it's 13 it's like 12 and a half pages 12 and a half pages read by eric tanzi and this is osama bin laden's letter to america reading with host a Fair to Stop podcast, the number one show where law enforcement first responders go to be informed and entertained almost six days a week now on the C-Minus Media Network. Here we go. Let me take a sip of coffee first. In the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful, permission to fight against disbelievers is given to those who are fought against because they have been wronged. And surely Allah is able to give them victory. That is from the Quran 2239. Here's another verse that he opens up with Quran 476. Those who believe fight in the cause of Allah and those who disbelieve fight in the cause of taught. Basically that's anything worshiped other than Allah. So basic Satan, for example. So fight you against the friends of Satan. Ever feeble is indeed the plot of Satan. Uh, here we go. While seeking Allah's hope, we form our reply based on two questions directed at the Americans. Question number one, why are we fighting and opposing you? Question number two, what are we calling you to? And what do we want from you? As for the first question, why are we fighting and opposing you? The answer is very simple.
because you attacked us and continue to attack us. You attacked us in Palestine. Remember, guys, this was written pre-2002. So this has nothing to do with what's going on now. Although it's a little bit nostradamus but this was a written in 2000, before 2002. You attacked us in Palestine. Palestine, which has sunk under military occupation for more than 80 years, the British handed over Palestine with your help and your support to the Jews who have occupied it for more than 50 years. Years overflowing with oppression, tyranny, crimes, killing, expulsion, destruction, and devastation. The creation and continuation of Israel is one of the greatest crimes, and you are the leaders of its criminals. And of course, there is no need to explain and prove the degree of American support for Israel. The creation of Israel is a crime which must be erased. Each and every person whose hands have become polluted in the contribution towards this crime must pay its price and pay for it heavily. It brings us both laughter and tears to see that you have not yet tired of repeating your fabricated lies that the Jews have a historical right to Palestine, as it was promised to them in the Torah. Anyone who disputes with them on this alleged fact is accused of anti-Semitism. This is one of the most fallacious, widely circulated fabrications in history. The people of Palestine are pure Arabs and original Semites. It is the Muslims who are the inheritors of Moses, peace be upon him, and the inheritors of the real Torah that has not been changed. Muslims believe in all of the prophets, including Abraham, Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon them all. If the followers of Moses have been promised a right to Palestine in the Torah, then Muslims are the most worthy nation of this. Moving on to three, hit that like and subscribe button. Again, I am just reading this. I don't agree with this. I, these opinions, I don't have an opinion on this. You can go listen to our other podcast, breaking all of this down. I'm simply reading you a letter that for whatever reason, in 2023, 20 years later, we've decided that nobody should be able to see this manifesto. That's weird. Let's just read the manifesto and you can, you can decipher it for yourself. When the Muslims conquered Palestine and drove out the Romans, Palestine and Jerusalem returned to Islam, the religion of all the prophets, peace be upon them. Therefore, the call to historical right to Palestine cannot be raised against the Islamic Ummah that believes in all the prophets of Allah. And we make no distinction between them. Here we go. The blood pouring out of Palestine must be equally revenged. You must know that the Palestinians do not cry alone. Their women are not widowed alone. Their sons are not orphaned alone. You attacked us in Somalia. You supported the Russian atrocities against us in Chechnya, the Indian oppression against Kashmir, and the Jewish aggression against us in Lebanon. Under your supervision, consent, and orders, the governments of our countries which act as your agents attack us on a daily basis. These governments prevent our people from establishing the Islamic Sharia law using violence and lies to do so. Actually, it just says the Islamic Sharia. These governments give us a taste of humiliation and places us in a large prison of fear and subdual. These governments steal our Yuma's wealth and sell them to you at a paltry price. These governments have surrendered to the Jews and handed them most of Palestine according to the existence of their state over the dismembered limbs of their own people. The removal of these governments is an obligation upon us and necessary to step 
to free Yuma to make Shreya the supreme law and to reign Palestine and our fight against these governments is not separate from our fight against you. I think it's also to point at this note as you're getting riled up and you're like, well, he's got some points here. Sharia law is extremely oppressive. Don't forget that. We continue. You steal our wealth and oil at poultry prices because of you, international influence and military threats. This theft is indeed the biggest theft ever witnessed by mankind in the history of the world. Your forces occupy our countries. You spread your military bases throughout them. You corrupt our lands and you besiege our sanctities to protect the security of the Jews and to ensure the continuity of your privilege, of your pillage of our treasures. You have starved the Muslims of Iraq, where children die every day. It is a wonder that more than 1.5 million Iraqi children have died as a result of your sanctions, and you did not show concern. Yet, when 3,000 of your people died, the entire world rises and has not yet sat down. He's referring to 9-11 there. You have supported the Jews in their idea that Jerusalem is their eternal capital and agreed to move your embassy there. With your help, under your protection, the Israelis are planning to destroy the Al-Aqqas Mall Mosque. Under the protection of your weapons, Sharon entered the Al-Aqqas Mall to pollute it as a preparation to capture and destroy it. These tragedies and calamities are only a few examples of your oppression and aggression against us. It is commanded by our religion and intellect that the oppressed have a right to return the aggression. Do not wait anything from us but jihad, resistance and revenge. Is it in any way rational to accept that after America has attacked us for more than half a century, that we will leave her to live in security and peace? You may then dispute that all the above does not justify aggression against civilians for crimes they did not commit and offenses in which they did not partake. This argument contradicts your continuous repetition that America is the land of freedom and its leaders in this world. Therefore, the American people are the ones who choose their government by way of their own free will, a choice which stems from their agreement to its policies. Thus, the American people have chosen consent and consented to and affirmed that their support for the Israeli oppression of the Palestinians, the occupation and usurpation of their land and in its continuous killing, torture, punishment and expulsion of the Palestinians. The American people have the ability and choice to refuse the policies of their government and even change it if they want. Now, it continues, and we're going to continue, but I'd like to break there. This is what I think has all these TikTok genziers enraged because it's exactly what we're saying right now with the Palestinians. They didn't vote for this. They didn't, I mean, they voted for this, and therefore we should be able to kill them. However, that was 20 years ago, Bin Laden's take when he killed civilians in New York. He's saying, you guys voted for it, and you guys have the ability to change it, but you don't. It goes on. The American people are the ones who pay the taxes which fund the planes that bomb us in Afghanistan, the tanks that strike and destroy our homes in Palestine, the armies which occupy our lands in the Arabian Gulf, and the fleets which ensure the blockade of Iraq. These tax dollars are given to Israel for it to continue to attack us and penetrate our lands. So the American people are the ones who fund the attack against us, and they are the ones who oversee the expenditure of these monies in which they wish through their elected candidates. Also, the American army is part of the American people. 
It is the very same people who are sheepishly helping the Jews fight against us. The American people are the ones who employ both their men and their women in the American forces which attack us. This is why the American people cannot be innocent of all the crimes committed by the Americans and Jews against us. Allah the Almighty legislated the permission and the option to take revenge. Thus, if we are attacked, then we have the right to attack back. Whoever has destroyed our villages and towns, then we have the right to destroy their villages and towns. Whoever has stolen our wealth and has the right to destroy their economy, and whoever has killed our civilians, then we have the right to kill theirs. The American government and press still refuse to answer the question, why did they attack us in New York and in Washington? If Sharon is a man of peace in the eyes of Bush, then we are also men of peace. America does not understand the language of manners and principles, so we are addressing it using a language it does understand. As for the second question that we want to answer, what are we calling you to and what do we want from you? The first thing that we are calling you is to Islam, the religion of the unification of God, of freedom from association partners with him and rejection of this, of complete love of him, the exalted of complete submission to his laws and the um, discarding of all other opinions, orders, theories, and religions, which contradict with religion he sent down to his prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, as long as the religion of all prophets and makes no distinction between them, peace be upon all of them. Now, here's where I think if we just kept reading, you all would be like, oh, so you're talking about us being oppression, but we can only live under one God, under one law, under one rule, and that is the rule of, of Islam. Oh, makes perfect sense. That's why I say if we put the whole thing into context, I think the Gen Z's would be like, well, that doesn't sound cool either. Let's continue reading. It is to this religion that we call you the seal of all previous religions. It is religions of unification of God, sincerity, the best of manners, righteousness, mercy, honor, purity, and pity. I don't know what that means. It is the religion of showing kindness to others, establishing justice between them, granting them their rights, and defending the oppressed and the persecuted, like women, maybe. Uh, <laughs> it is the religion of enjoining the good and forbidding of evil with the hand, tongue, and heart. It is the religion of jihad in the way of Allah, so that Allah's word and religion reign supreme. And it is the religion of unity and agreement on obedience to Allah and total equality between all people without regarding of their color, sex, or language. Uh, it is the religion whose book, the Quran, will remain preserved and unchanged after other divine books and messages have been changed. The Quran is the miracle until the day of judgment. Allah has challenged anyone to bring a book like the Quran or even 10 verses like it. Second thing we call you to is to stop your oppression, lies, immorality, and debauchery that has spread among you. We call you to be people of manners, principles, honor, purity, to reject immoral acts of fornication, homosexuality, intoxicants, gambling, and trading with entrance. We call you to all of this that you may be freed from that which you have become caught up in, that you may be free from deceptive lies, that you are a great nation, and that your leaders spread amongst you to conceal from you the despicable state to which you have reached. It's, a, it's saddening to tell you that you are the worst civilization witnessed by the history of mankind. You are the nation who, rather than ruling by Sharia of Allah in its constitution and laws, choose to invent your own laws as you will and desire. You separate religion from your policies, 
contradicting the pure nature which affirms absolute authority to the Lord and your creator. You flee from the embarrassing question posed to you. How is it possible for Allah, the Almighty, to create his creation, grant them power over all of the creatures and the land, grant them all the amenities of life, and deny them which they are most in need of, knowledge of laws which govern their lives? You are the nation that permits usury, which has been forbidden by all the religions. Yet you build your economy and investments on usury. As a result of this, it is all different forms and guises. The Jews have taken control of your economy through which they have taken control of your media and now control all aspects of your life, making you their servant and achieving their aims at your expense. Precisely what Benjamin Franklin warned you against. It's interesting that he brought up Benjamin Franklin. You are a nation that permits the production, trading and usage of intoxicants. You also permit drugs only forbid the trade of them, even though your nation is the largest consumer of them. You're a nation that permits acts of immorality, and you consider them to be pillars of personal freedom. You have continued to sink down this abyss from the level to level until incest has spread among you, in the face of which neither your sense of honor nor your laws object. Who can forget your President Clinton's immoral acts committed in the Oval Office? After that, you did not even bring him to account other than he made a mistake, after which everything passed with no punishment. Is there a worse kind of event for which your name will go down in history and remembered by nations? Man, that's crazy that that's how they feel about the Clinton administration. You are a nation that permits gambling in all of its forms. The companies practice this as well, resulting in the investments becoming active and the criminals becoming very rich. You are a nation that exploits women like consumer products or advertising tools, calling upon customers to purchase them. You use women to serve passengers, visitors, and strangers to increase your profit margins. You then rant that you support the liberation of women. You're a nation that practices a trade of sex in all of its forms, directly and indirectly. Giant corporations and establishments are established on this. Under the name of art, entertainment, tourism, freedom, and other deceptive names, you attribute to it. And because of all this, you have been described in history as a nation that spreads diseases that were unknown to man in the past. Go ahead and boast to the nations of man that you brought them AIDS as a satanic American invention. You have destroyed nature with your industrial waste and gases more than any other nation in history. Despite this, you refuse to sign the Kyoto Agreement so that you can secure the profit of your greedy companies and industries. Your law is the law of the rich and wealthy people who hold sway in their political parties and fund their election campaigns with their gifts behind them. Stand the Jews. Oh, I'm sorry. Behind them stand the Jews who control your policies, media, and economy. That which you are singled out for in the history of mankind is that you have used your force to destroy mankind more than any other nation in history. Not to defend principles and values, but to hasten to secure your interests and profits. You who dropped a nuclear bomb on Japan, even though Japan was ready to negotiate and end the war, how many acts of oppression, tyranny, and injustice have you carried out? O colors of freedom, let us not forget one of your major characteristics, your durality in both manners and values, your hypocrisy in manners and principles. All manners, principles, and values have two scales, one for you and one for the others. 
The freedom and democracy that you call to is for yourselves and for white race only as for the rest of the world, you impose upon them your monstrous destructive policies and governments, which you call the American friends. Yet you prevent them from establishing democracies. When the Islamic party in Algeria wanted to practice democracy and they won the election, you unleashed your agents in the Algerian army unto them and to attack them with tanks, guns, to imprison them and to torture them. A new lesson from the American book of democracy. Your policy on prohibiting and forcibly removing weapons of mass destruction to ensure world peace, it only applies to those countries which you do not permit to possess such weapons. As for the countries you consent to, such as Israel, then they are allowed to keep and use such weapons to defend their security. Anyone else who you suspect might be manufacturing or keeping these kinds of weapons, you call them criminals and you take military action against them. You are the last ones to respect the resolutions and policies of international law, yet you claim to want to selectively punish anyone else who does the same. Israel has for more than 50 years been pushing UN resolutions and rules against the, rule, the rules against the wall with the full support of America. As for the war criminals which you censure and form criminal courts for, you shamelessly ask that your own are granted immunity. However, History will not forget the war crimes that you committed against the Muslims and the rest of the world. Those you have killed in Japan, Afghanistan, Somalia, Lebanon, and Iraq will remain a shame that you will never be able to escape. It will suffice to remind you of your latest war crimes in Afghanistan on which you densely populated innocent civilian villages were destroyed. Bombs were dropped on mosques, causing roof of the mosques to come crashing down on the heads of the Muslims praying inside. You are the ones who broke the agreement with the Mujahideen when they left Kunduz, bombing them in Yangi Fort and killing more than 1,000 of your prisoners th uh, through suffocation and thirst. Allah alone knows how many people have died by torture at the hands of you and your agents. Your planes remain in the Afghan skies looking for anyone remotely suspicious. You have claimed to be the vanguards of human rights and your ministries of foreign affairs issues annual reports containing statistics of those countries that violate any human rights. However, all of these things vanish when the Mahajadeen hit you and you then implemented these methods of the same documented governments that used to curse in America. You captured thousands of Muslims and Arabs, took them into custody with neither reason, court, trial, nor even disclosing their names. You issued newer, harsher laws. We're almost done. What happens in Guantanamo is a historical embarrassment to America and its values. It screams into your faces, you hypocrites. What is the value of your signature on any agreement or treaty? What we call you to, thirdly, is to take an honest stance with yourself, and I doubt you will do so. To discover that you are a nation without principles or manners, and that your values and principles to you are something which you merely demand from others, not to which you yourself must adhere to. We also advise you to stop supporting Israel and to end your support of the Indians in Kashmir, the Russians against the Chechens, and also to cease supporting the Manila, Manila government against the Muslims in southern Philippines. We also advise you to pack your luggage and get out of our lands. We desire for your goodness, guidance, and righteousness. So do not force us to send you back as cargo in coffins. Sixthly, we call upon you to end your support of the corrupt leaders in our countries. Do not interfere in our politics and method of education. Leave us alone or else expect us in New York and in Washington. We also call you to deal with us 
and interact with us on the basis of mutual interests and benefits rather than policies of subdual theft occupation and not to continue your policy of supporting the Jews because this will result in more disasters for you. If you fail to respond to all these conditions, then prepare for a fight with the Islamic nation, the nation of monotheism that puts the complete trust on Allah and fears none other than him. The nation which is addressed by its Quran with the words, do you fear them? Allah has more right. That you should fear him if you are believers. Fight against them so that Allah will punish them by your answers to the last page. And disgrace them and give victory over them and heal the breast of believing people and remove the anger of their believers' hearts. Allah accepts the repentance of whom he wills. Allah is all-knowing and all-wise. The nation of honor and respect. But honor, power, and glory belong to Allah and to his messenger. That's another verse, another verse. The nation of martyrdom, the nation that desires death more than you desire life. Think not of those who are killed in the way of Allah as dead. Nay, okay, so the rest of it is just as verses. Um, Let me skip down to where there are no more verses. This is the last paragraph. The Islamic nation that was able to dismiss and destroy the previous evil empire like yourself, the nation that rejects your attacks, wishes to remove your evils, and is prepared to fight you. You are well aware that the Islamic nation from the very core of its soul despises your haughtiness and your arrogance. If the Americans refuse to listen to our advice and the goodness, guidance, and righteousness that we call them to, then be aware that you will lose this crusade Bush has began. Just like the other previous crusades in which you were humiliated by, the hands of the Muajideen fleeing to your home and great silence and disgrace. If the Americans do not respond, then their fate will be that of the Soviets who fled from Afghanistan to deal with their military defeat, political breakup, ideological downfall, and economic bankruptcy. This is our message to the Americans as an answer to theirs. Do they now know why they fight them when over which form of arrogance by the permission of Allah, we shall be victorious. So there you go. There is the whole thing. Um, I read that all to say they really want to get rid of us so that they can have their own Sharia law. Uh, a lot of things that they say, you know, probably hits hard, probably more or less guilty of some of those things. But at the end of the day, Sharia law, I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen how the Taliban treats people. So I, I, I'm not a fan of it. I, I don't think, I don't think their intentions are good at all. Uh, and I don't think that um, using religion as a like a scapegoat, I guess you would say, using religion to kind of justify your in slavery of people. I've seen the way that the Taliban treats women. I'm telling you right now, you'd rather be a Hooters waitress than wearing a burqa when it's 115 degrees outside. Um, I don't know, but there you go. Uh, that's Tansy reads a letter to America. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Again, the only reason why I read this was because, um, they're erasing it from the interwebs because a couple of Gen Zers took a lot of this out of context. And I think it's important that if Gen Z reads the whole context and then is educated at, I'll, I'll buy it. I wish mainstream media would educate on what Sharia law really looks like and um, kind of the difference between a Hooters waitress and a woman who is just seen as a breeding tool. Uh, I think when you put those things in perspective, Gen Z will be like, well, you know, it's pretty easy to make us, I mean, look, you can make anybody you want look terrible. You can point out all of their little faults, um, every single person, every single thing. So take it how you will. 
but uh, I, I think the the wrong answer was to delete the 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 manifesto after it's been up for for twenty years. I think we should read all manifestos, um, and then we should be educated properly and thoroughly and have great debate of what they said. I'm sure, this will get taken down, but any if it doesn't and it stays up, well, good for you guys. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, until then, happy happy Thanksgiving.